welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey, y'all. So as I mentioned, season four is all about vibrating higher. And today's episode is definitely an episode of tools to help us vibrate higher. So we're going to be talking about Ayurveda. I had one episode on Ayurveda back in season three, talking about the Ayurvedic morning routine, which opened the door around Ayurveda. So now we're going to move to a different section of Ayurveda, which is talking about the doshas or the different body types. And if you don't know what the doshas are, stay tuned. You're going to find out in just a moment. So let me not yip yap my mouth too much and let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is another note-taking episode. Um, So get your notepad if you're available, but if not, just take in all of the information and let it resonate where it needs to resonate. Let's go. Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have an amazing guest by the name of Jacqueline. Welcome. Thank you, Unique. So honored to be invited to your beautiful podcast. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And I'm so honored that you accepted my invitation. (laughs) (laughs) So sweet. So sweet Mm -hmm. to have met you in my yoga class and then to have this conversation about Ayurveda. This is like something I'm so passionate about and happy to share with uh, with people around the world. So here we are. Yes, I'm so excited to hear all the information that you have to share with us today. But before we actually start, get, on, get into today's topic, you're gonna have to share with the audience, who is Jacqueline? Okay, so I'm happy to. Um, I've been uh, in New York City for the last over 30 years, teaching yoga since uh, the early 90s. Before that, I was a fitness instructor. And before that, I was, while I was a fitness instructor, I was uh, an actress. That's why I came to New York. Uh, I grew up in Ohio, went to Chicago for a few years and was studying acting and and acting and singing and um, musical theater, et cetera. And I came to New York to follow my dream. And when I got here, uh, you know the, you know how paths come and go and twist and turn. And um, I found I had this real passion about um, really feeling fit and feeling good in my own body as I was becoming an actor. And I, and I started teaching aerobics way back in the day, you know, like in the early eighties, mm-hmm. um, I taught uh, aerobics when it be- started becoming really hip and, and you know, we're talking about Jane Fonda era, right? So I was doing that. And then as I was, I was teaching that for several years, a really good friend of mine who was my mentor in fitness, uh, her name is Molly Fox, introduced me to yoga. And I was like, uh-uh, not into yoga, no way. She dragged me kicking and screaming and I got into yoga and wow, what? It was just like an awakening. This is what I want to be doing. I want to feel like you feel at the end of yoga class and after Shavasana. Mm-hmm. I have to learn how to do that on a regular basis for myself and teach my students. So the whole trajectory of my life shifted. 
I had met a teacher, a guru uh, about 15 years before that. And something shifted in the trajectory of my from you know, meeting that spiritual teacher. And I've slowly went away from show business into fitness and then finally into yoga. And once I was there, I knew I had landed in what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. So fast forward, I, I, I taught yoga and started teaching teachers and training teachers uh, in New York City. And then I was invited to Japan and China and Europe. And I was teaching all over the world and really having this amazing experience of Anasara yoga all over the world. And um, I met this teacher while I was uh, I was a yoga teacher doing teaching all over the world. I wanted to increase my, my uh, knowledge of how to work with yoga off the mat with my students and teachers. Like how oh, great you do a couple of, of hours of yoga every week, but how can you, you take these teachings into your life? and how you interact with yourself and your loved ones and your own health and well-being. How can you handle all the stress that comes your way? You know, my mind was very, very, very active. I didn't know how to meditate. So little by little, I got more and more interested in Ayurveda. I started studying with this teacher, Kate Stillman, um, in like, oh, I don't know, 2005 or six and started doing cleanses with her. And then Little by little, I decided, wow, this is something I want. Just like I was, you know, taking yoga to my teacher, my students back in the fitness day era, Ayurveda has to be the another thing that I'm going to add to what I have to offer to my teachers and to my students. And so um, became a yoga health coach in uh, 2015 and um, really loved the study of Ayurveda. I just keep studying it. It has so much depth. It has so much to offer us to take the yoga wonderful things that we do in yoga off the mat into our lives and um, so that's that's sort of my my background where I got how I got here oh I love I love your beautiful journey from theater to yoga to Ayurveda it's just a beautiful life story mm -hmm. um, but let's get into today's topic which is um, Ayurveda so Let's first start the conversation off on what is Ayurveda before oh, we start breaking things down. Yeah, so the, the translation is life science. That's what it is. And the, the teachings come from the same scriptures that yoga teachings come from. And this it's 5,000 years old. It's a sister uh, study to yoga, right? They were cultivated at the same time. And this holistic approach to healing right? It's, as opposed to like, you know, you go in Western tradition, you go to the nose doctor, and then you go to the ear doctor, and then you go to the eye doctor. In a holistic tradition, like Ayurveda or Chinese medicine, I'm sure you guys have heard of those, that they treat the whole being. Like if you've got something emotionally going on, there's might be something going on in your gut that's mm -hmm. influencing your inability to digest the world, right? Yeah. Or maybe you have a deep depression and it's affecting your, your uh, digestion and elimination. You're constipated, you can't get your feelings out. So anyway, there's a, a, a unique uh, communication between all the different organs and your nervous system and how your brain works. And so we treat, uh, the people in Ayurveda treat the whole being, not just one little aspect of it. And there's principles that uh, Ayurveda is based on, and we're going to talk about it today, is to align ourselves with nature. Once we're aligned with nature, we're in rhythm. Think of rhythm. We're getting in rhythm, like a, you're a musician getting in rhythm. Then, you know, like the orchestra of the world, the universe, you start to make music versus dissonance. You know, everybody's you ever been around somebody who sings off key. That's somebody who's been out of touch with the rhythm of nature, you know? Mm -hmm. So we have electric lights, so we stay up really late. Sometimes we stay up until two or three in the morning. And then we wake up the next day completely depleted of energy. And you do that out of rhythm habits over time. And, you know, you, you take statistics. The people who are the night owls have the most depression, the most anxiety, and have shorter lifespans than people who are the early birds who are in rhythm with nature. So when people talk to me, wow, I did a night, night owl, my life was, well, that habits has repercussions on your health. So that's what we learned. We learn health habits that bring you in rhythm with nature. 
right? And we talk, talk a lot in Ayurveda about the five elements, air, water, fire, earth, and space element. And so the dance between these, all these elements create balance or imbalance, depending on your practices and your, your relationship with the different seasons, the different times of your life, and the different times of your day. Of day. Yeah, it makes total sense because if we look at our outside environment, just Mother Earth, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't make sense if it was snowing in the summer or, you know, like if things was just out of whack, you'd be like, you know, it's it's too hot to snow or whatever the case may be. So we have to look at that with our own bodies to make sure we're following the, the natural rhythm of it so it can flow naturally. So it does make complete sense to me. Well, you yeah. see areas in the world where it's completely out of whack, like the fires mm -hmm. in the West, too much fire, not enough water. Duh, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. then the opposite in the East where we're having flooding and hurricanes and, you know, over-soaked uh, soil and, you know, the, the crops are failing because they're drowning them. And so, you know, you can have, there's imbalance in many different ways. You see that in the earth itself, and the five elements dancing in the earth. Well, when we're out of whack with mother nature, we can actually throw mother nature out of whack. And that's what, that's, uh, that's the whole big picture of it, quite honestly. Yeah, I know you mentioned the five elements, but could you repeat those again, the five elements? And then like, why are they so important in the core of Ayurveda? Perfect, good. So the five elements again are earth, water, right? Mm -hmm. air and ether and fire okay so those are the five elements and they dance together in your body at different times of the day i'm going to actually can i share a screen can you make me share a screen i have a little thing to show um, really well right. it's not going to show up on the podcast um because oh, okay, never mind. Audio, no. but i can okay. I, I you can send me a pdf and i can like put it like in the show notes perfect perfect i will do that so anyway i was going to show you a, a um a chart of the different elements in, in the different doshas. So the three different doshas that are our constitutional types and also they relate to different seasons. We're now in fall season here in the Northern hemisphere. And so mm -hmm. we're moving into air ether season. Okay. So the, the movement of air through space is wind. And what's the nature of wind? It's dry, it's very mobile. Right. So what happens to people's bodies in the fall season that their skin starts to dry, they get constipated and their mind is so active, <laughs> their minds are going crazy. And so what we need in the fall season is grounding foods. Look what's coming up in mother nature, root vegetables, gourds, pumpkins, squashes, sweet mm -hmm. potatoes, right? These these vegetables that are filled with minerals that our body needs to release the heat of summer and to really embrace and get ready for, um, you know, the deep, we need minerals that we're going to need to go through the winter and through the deep fall and winter season. So this is a time of year when we, we don't shift and we just keep eating raw vegetables is where what we need in the summertime, like quick carbs and fruit and salads, and, you know, just little zucchini, like, very easy to digest but if you keep eating those fast carbs in the winter you're not going to have the deep nutrition you need to get you know through the the seasons where you need the, that that more uh, groundedness in your nutrition and what you're taking in and so uh so that so the fall season is 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 air winter air of uh, ether sorry summer is fire and and water think of like summer humidity Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the fire season. So what do you want to do in, in the, in the fiery season? Well, you certainly don't want to eat, have a lot of alcohol and you don't want to have a lot of spicy foods. What do people do? They go out for Mexican food and eat a bunch of ice Right. So, so the summer season to balance it, you need cooling foods. Mm -hmm. So that will balance your energy in uh, the summer and in the spring, late winter, early spring is Kapha season, and that is the elements of earth and water. And think of the earth and water as dense and uh, coalescing and connecting, like connectivity and downward moving, right? 
So in that season, if you do a lot of like lying around, <laughs> you know, your body just like gains weight, right? You need to move your body in the late winter, early spring to move that energy that now has become more stagnant. And so you need, and in the spring, we, what comes up is like fresh, beautiful sprouted greens, you know, bitter greens. And that helps to remove the stagnation from the winter season. So in each season, we talk about the doshas. And then we personally each have usually a combination, one, two, or even three doshas. Most people are, I have two that are prevalent. I am Vata and Pitta. That means I'm air ether. I'd like to I'm very excited. You can hear my energy uh, <laughs> and fiery. I'm very passionate, but um, I have to really learn to chill. You know, that doesn't come naturally to me. It's like, you know, I, I go, 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 go. And then <laughs> crash, you know, it's like, so, so when I'm tired, good night. I'm like a little kid. Boom. Mm-hmm. Right out. Right. So there's this movement uh, in, in my body. I need to have more grounding foods. Now let's just, for instance, I'm not sure what your dosha is. Let's say you're a uh, person who has kapha imbalance, okay? And these people are, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're not, I, I, anybody who has trouble losing weight, so they get, they gain weight easily, it's tough for them to, to lose weight. I think you're more pitta actually, unique. But uh, so if you are kapha, if you're a person uh, who's kapha, and then you like to kind of relax and chill, which is your natural state, which I need and you don't, you need to move, right? So, and if the pitta person who is very, very fiery, right? Here's the fiery athlete. They love to exercise. You know, get them into the high intensity trainings, right? You know, and, and they like to run the marathons. And these guys need to learn how to chill because yeah. the natural state, I think that's more you. Moving, 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 moving. There's a lot of fire. There's a lot of passion that they need to chill. They need to learn to meditate. They need to do some yoga. You need to calm down yeah so whatever your dosha is it's nothing's wrong with it it could be kapha happen to be really good natured people you know my my partner is kapha i love hanging out with her uh and also if you're if you're pitta right and you hang out with lots of pittas you guys are like you need to chill like get get a kapha friend you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you kind of got to get opposites yeah exactly so help balance your energy or kapha habits right like yeah I'm going to learn to meditate. Oh, I'm going to maybe do a yoga retreat. That's going to help balance my fiery, fairy pitta. That's going to help me, you know, spend some time at the ashram or, you know, doing meditation or going out for, for meditation walks in nature. That helps to chill you. So you learn practices that help to balance your dosha. The other thing I want to say about dosha, there's a lot to talk about. Oh my gosh. can i rewind just a bit for the person that's completely like a virgin to like ayurveda doshas are the body types of ayurveda right correct yeah so um can we so there's three different body types in um and there's three different doshas in Mm -hmm. ayurveda right so I guess, can we go over those three different um, body types or different doshas? Then so people can start to have idea like as they're listening and be like, oh, am I pizza? Am I kapha? Um, you know, which, you know, you yeah. know, like what are the different types of body types? I guess name the three and I guess the details behind them. Sure. So the, there's pizza, kapha, and vata. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. I'm two, most of us are two, sometimes even three. So how do you find out what you are? Mostly you go to a, a number one an Ayurvedic practitioner, you fill out this really detailed form and they take your pulse diagnosis and they look at your tongue and they, they, t- they ask all kinds of questions. Now you can also just go to a website and take a survey. And that's what I recommend to my students. It's the easiest way, it's free. Um, yeah, yeah. Go to Banyan, B-A-Y, anbotanicals.com and you'll see a quiz there, a dosha quiz. And you go through it and they'll rate you. You have 40% kapha, 30% like that. They'll they'll, they'll say what the ratio is. So Mm -hmm. the two most prevalent are usually the ones that are, one's your your dosha and one's like something that goes out of whack a lot. So what goes out of whack a lot for me is the pitta, but I'm a vata constitution. 
Okay. So you could have a Bata constitution and have a Kafa imbalance. Mm -hmm. You could be Kafa and have a Bata imbalance. So yeah. even the doshas, so like the ectomorph, you guys know what ectomorph is, like the person who uh, has trouble gaining weight, that's the Vata. You know, so, uh, you know, we all know that olive oil is the cartoon character. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Vata, right? You know, she could eat and eat and eat and very high metabolism and, uh, and so there's other qualities of Vata other than they're, they're very enthusiastic. Um, they're very creative because they're connected to the air, easier than more spiritual side. They mm -hmm. see the big picture, but they need really a lot of structure to get things done because they like to go from this project to that project. They're going to start out with this project. You know, they need grounding. They need structure in their lives. Mm -hmm. That's the Vata person. They have a tendency of dry skin, sometimes either constipation or the other direction on that but mostly it's constipation when they go out um vata lives in your gut mm -hmm. so the vata when it's out of balance when i was out of balance had a lot of gas mm -hmm. that's where you know oh my gosh you know smelly farts and they're burping all the time really okay there's somebody who's out of whack something's not in uh good balance for the vata so that's the Vata person. Now here's Pitta. Pitta is the mesomorph. That's the kind of athlete, right? You, your professional athletes are, are, are Pitta. You know, you, you have friends who love to work out every day. Boom, 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 boom. They go on, they, they run marathons. So the Pitta is the fire element. And it's a combination fire and water in, in the Pitta uh, dosha. And if the, the fire gets too intense, it burns out, right? So they have a really great focus. Think of uh, Pitta as light shining forward. They can see, they have vision. They are like one-pointed and uh, they're usual leaders. They're very good leaders, the Pittas. Mm -hmm. And um, when they're out of whack, by the way, the first default emotion is anger. Mm. Right? Whereas the Vata, the air ether person, when they're out of whack, it's fear, anxiety. Uh, you know, paranoia like that, right? But the yeah. pitta is just irritated. The first thing, mm -hmm. right? And we go to the kapha. Here's the kapha person. He's the person who has trouble losing weight. They can gain weight easily. They're very easy nature. They're very sweet. Um, they can. They they tend to be cold physically. Where the pitta is always the hot one. Is always cut, kicking the covers off. The vata tends to be cold too. It's a more of a cold dosha. So the, the kapha, here's the, the person who has may, may or may not have a weight issue, but when they're out of balance, they have a tendency to gain weight and have a difficult time releasing the extra weight. Um, their tendency is to like to chill and relax. And they, we, once you get a kapha moving, they can go for a long period of time. They have great endurance because they're really strong. They have a strong constitution. When they get out of balance, right? So um, they gain weight, yes. And they also, they get depressed and they pull away. You've had friends that they, they just, you don't hear from them. Like what mm -hmm. happened to them? They got depressed. They, they checked out. They isolate. They go inside. So those are that sort of very, very broad strokes. So the, the, the quality of kapha is oily, uh, dense, heavy. Um, you know, like you pick up a kapha kid and, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Yeah, those solid kids, yeah. <laughs> you pick up a vata kid and he's, wee! <laughs> it's like, he's yeah. very light and airy. So you can really see, you know, the, the different qualities uh, as they get, uh, as the kids grow. It's really interesting. Um, and also, uh, besides, okay, I don't want to confuse you too much, but there's kapha, vata, and pitta seasons, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. And there's also kapha, vata, and pitta times of day. So I want to get to that. But um, okay. any more questions about doshas, go for it. Um, I'm, I can't wait to go to this website to kind of see which one I am. I think I called myself a vata because I'm like, I'm like dry. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm dry and cold. So uh, those two elements, like those two parts about me, because I'm always cold. Like literally I had the heat on yesterday and it's still yeah. <laughs> warm outside. I was like, I have, I'm cold. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm always dry. 
I'm always just a dry person. So I was thinking maybe more of Vata. I, I don't know. I, I'm confused. I don't know what I am. No, um, need to check it out for you. You, you need to, to look at the, the dosha quiz. And, and there's, a, there's a lot more to, uh, to, to learn. As a result of knowing what your dosha is, then you can make good choices about, hmm, this is going to irritate me. This is going to bring me into balance. So yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to start digging deeper into this so I can just make you know, be mindful to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm working around these elements to help me, you know, um, how do I say it? Just to help me thrive more. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we yeah. want. We want you to feel, so uh, I you don't have to worry about menopause for you yet, but there's women going through menopause, if they've done this kind of work before menopause or even during it, they have a way easier time. I was not into Ayurveda during my menopause. Oh, do I wish I had. I had hot flashes for over 10 years. But wow. you know, if you do this building of what we call OJAS, O-J-A-S, look it up, you guys. This mm -hmm. is your juiciness. This is what you were talking that is starting to dry out for you, Unique. And, and how do we build our juiciness is mm -hmm. one being in line with nature and that top that's including your mojo girls and boys mm -hmm. you have that 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 vital uh, quality of you as you get older you know elders they dry out they get they're not so interested in having sex anymore and there's no reason you can still have great uh, uh libido as you get older if you do the work now this is like investing in your health and wellness account that's what ayurveda and it's basically also a lifestyle once you start to understand how to make it work for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? People will say to me, well, how am I going to do? My friends just love to go out and drink and do, 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 do. You'll find, I noticed this because being a health coach and I work with people, they start to shift who they hang out with. Yeah. It's not like you're going to like tell everybody, oh, forget it. I'm not going to be with you anymore. But you'll start to find people who are interested in a healthier lifestyle, who want to go for the hikes on weekends. Mm -hmm. Let's go to uh, let's go to this uh, yoga retreat together. That'll be our vacation this year. You know, like they have mm -hmm. different interests. Or, or I'm going to sign up for this cleanse. How cool! Jackie's using this, doing this cleanse this this, this fall or this spring. Or uh, I, I'm going to sign up for a training in Ayurveda because this is really great. So you will gravitate, and believe it or not, they will gravitate to you once you start opening up to this healthier path. And so don't worry about, oh my God, I'm not going to have friends to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Once your energy starts shifting, <laughs> the, the universe, the environment, like everything's going to work its way and work out for you. Exactly. In the long run. The universe will support you in your evolution. That's why I call my-, my Yes. Uh, my course oh, I love body that. evolves because it's more than the body it's the mind it's the spirit it's your it's your energy evolves it's your wisdom evolves right your deep native intuitive wisdom your connection to your intuition gets clearer it's like we all have capacity to have intuition and you know connection to our vision and all that. but how does it get cut off that's because we're out of rhythm with nature. Mm. And then we don't have clear connection. Then we start making bad choices. Then we start hanging out with the people who also make bad choices. And then we get stuck in that way. That's how we get out of alignment. So this mm. is a clear path to more vibrant health and easeful, graceful aging. Like, whatever, I'm going through menopause. I forgot. Oh my God, I just stopped menstruating. I don't have any symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I got great libido as I'm going through it. Why the heck not? Yeah. That's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. And you, and you know what the pharmaceutical, I'm, I'm not, I'm not bad mouth because they're wonderful. They <laughs> just through this darn pandemic, but the, but the pharmaceutical industry wants you to think that menopause is an illness. It's mm -hmm. not menstruation's not an illness. This is a part of your natural rhythm of who you are. It's yeah. how to dance with these different shifts and changes in our lives for women and men because mm -hmm. men go through male menopause they you know shift from their, <laughs> their energy and their abilities and all that so we want to keep everybody vibrant 
energetic and full of beans as I, I learned to say yes oh my goodness you said so many key things and I love that you said that the universe will, will support you in your evolution I think that is just so key so um don't be scared to move forward because the universe is going to support you and you know in your evolution so that was just key 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 for me oh. I know <laughs> I know you said you wanted to also talk talk about the doshas with the different times of day and the different seasons as well yeah. um you want to jump into that Sure, sure. So, you know, you're, I, I do have this cool little chart that, that I got from my teacher. She loves me to share it with folks. Um, and by the way, you can, you could study with her or me. She's a wonderful, wonderful teacher. Kate Stillman with a C, C-A-T-E, Stillman, S-T-I-L-L-M-E-N. She has a wonderful book. I want you all to buy it. This is, mm -hmm. I know it's a later question. Body Thrive. And my course, Body Evolves, is based on this course and it takes you through the 10 habits. So, so what we, we really wanna learn about is not only our dosha, but also the dosha of this, the time of life, the phase of life we're in and also the time of day. So the keys to the kingdom for you know this, this whole thing that I went through with weight loss and all of a sudden I don't have to worry about weight loss anymore, who, who had been obsessing about it my whole life was that I learned about the daily rhythm. So there's certain times of day you want to be up doing spiritual practice, doing your meditation, whatever you do, going for your walk with your dog, getting out in nature. And there's certain times when you should be sleeping. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with the different doshas that are associated with different hours of the day. Mm -hmm. So if you were to, you know, right now put it on a piece of paper, if you want to, you draw a big circle and you cut the pie into thirds. Mm -hmm. And think of a clock. So there's a two o'clock, there's a 6 p.m., and there's a 10 o'clock. So that's that thirds pie, right? And the top is just rounded. There's no, we're not putting noon at the top, but you could put it there so you can see that that's a clock. Mm -hmm. So to get into the daily rhythm clock, here's the keys to the king. Between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. is Pitta time. Remember, Pitta means fire. Mm -hmm. Think about it. The sun is at its zenith. It's the hottest part of the day. It's the brightest time of the day. This, because we are diurnal animals, we're not nocturnal animals. This is when we have the most digestive enzymes in our system to be able to digest the most amount of food. So however you're going to eat during the day, I, I teach about intermittent fasting, between mm -hmm. two 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. should be the major amount of calories, fats, foods. If you're using, if you're going to eat animal proteins, it should be at that time of the day. Whatever's the most difficult thing you're going to eat for the day to digest, that's the period to do it because you have. So after the, so think of that 10, 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. And we're going to come back to that time slot in the evening, but let's just leave it for a moment. So from 2 p.m., until dusk, and that changes throughout the season. We'll just say 6 p.m. to keep mm -hmm. it more uh, understandable. This is Vata time of day, air ether. This is a great time of day to do your work, to mm -hmm. communicate, think of Vata air, moving through air, to plan, long-term planning. Maybe do your administration work for your business. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe have meetings with other people, you know, phone calls, emails, this is when you do your work. Then mm -hmm. at dusk, this is when you have the lighter meal. Supper means supplement, right? So in the agrarian days, we'd come in from the fields after getting up at four o'clock and milking the cows and doing all this work. And at two o'clock, we'd sit down for this huge meal, right? Even take a little break of nap and then they go back to work. Mm -hmm. dinner for the agrarian people would be you take some of the leftovers from lunch you put it in a pot with some water some straw stock and you make a soup or a stew mm. much easier to digest, digest because you don't have as many enzymes in the evening so if you finish up with a little supper a little cup of soup maybe a little steamed vegetables on the side not at your big major meal that we normally eat in the dinner at the dinner time right we eat a little bit supplement at dinner and then we close the kitchen mm -hmm. that's that's the intermittent fast between the last meals which you should be closing the kitchen by 6 p.m latest 
-hmm. until the next morning when you have your first meal. And mm -hmm. we'll talk about intermittent fasting in a moment. So, okay, that is, now we've gone through Vata time from dusk until 10 p.m. is Kapha time. Think of things going slow, downward moving, water, earth. Mm -hmm. This is cohesive time. This is time you should hang out with your loved ones. After dinner, go for a little walk. If you're not having these huge elaborate meals, you have all this extra time at night. You mm -hmm. can take up knitting. You can go for a walk. You can do a little light house cleaning at night. Maybe do the laundry if it's dark. If dark, dark. Go for the walk outside in the beautiful weather while it's still light. You should be in bed, lights out by 10. That means you have to start winding down at least 45 minutes to an hour before that. So mm -hmm. for those of us, this is like, what? I can't go to bed at nine o'clock. It's my kids go to bed. <laughs> you know, what we do in my, my health coaching course is start to incrementally shift your bedtime by 15 minutes and do that for two weeks. And then increment, like if you're a, a 2, 2 a.m. bedtime, we're going to get you to 145 for a couple of weeks. And then after the next couple of weeks, then we start to 130. Pretty soon your body will naturally get tired. Yeah. Earlier and earlier. So that's the 10 Now between, here we go back to pitta time, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. This is when if you ate a big meal, your body can't do what it's designed to do. But this time of day, it's uh, the time for the gallbladder and liver to take out the garbage. And if it's digesting more food that came in really late at night, it can't take out the garbage. The garbage in Ayurveda is called AMA, A-M-A. -A. That's your toxins. That's undigestible food. So it gets stored in your cells, in your liver, in the in around your heart, in your blood vessels. So you don't want to do that. You want to let your body have complete, full digestion between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And if you don't, if you ate late, guaranteed, you'll be disturbed two or three times at night, going up and peeing, getting up and peeing, getting up and peeing. Because you're taking in not only food late at night, but information. How about watching the news before bed? Not. This is like taking a news fast. Get your news earlier in the day. Don't do it at night. Don't get on the, uh, the iPhones and the internets and scrolling and going to Facebook. Get off the blue screens at least an hour before bed. Mm -hmm. Wind down. 10 p.m. Lights out. Now, that might take six months to get there, but that's your goal. Mm -hmm. 2 a.m. until dawn is vata time again. This is when people get up, I'm not saying two, but maybe four, five, or six o'clock in the morning. They get up right before the dawn and then they get up, they scrape their tongue, like your friend says, mm -hmm. hydrate with two to four glasses of room temperature water, mm -hmm. meditate. This is the best time to meditate. Your mind is clearer and quieter. Mm -hmm. And I have some suggestions for the new meditation. Now, between dawn and 10 a.m. is another kapha time. So that's a great time to work out, by the way, because mm -hmm. now it's downward energy again, right? So that's when it's good to move your body. So that's the whole Dina Charya. We call it Dina Daily Charya. Charya sometimes means teacher. So the daily teacher is telling us when should we eat, when should we meditate. When should we connect to family? When should we work? When should we not? Going back to work late at night. A lot of people, I did it for years. I get back on the internet, doing my emails late at night, or watching the news at night, and then getting stimulated, and then I'm up till 11, 12. So getting in line with nature. And this is what you, why is it hard to change your habits when you're so used to doing another rhythm? Mm -hmm. I take a year. I take people in a year-long program unique and we mm -hmm. work on it's called the kaizen approach little tiny baby steps towards this ideal like yes. i said with uh going to sleep 15 minutes earlier some people never meditated in their lives they start with a one minute meditation on a daily basis mm -hmm. we build a habit slowly over time and so it like you fall into the habit it's not like you have to rev yourself up to shift your health habits this is this is the beauty of the body evolves, the course that I teach. So I wanted to let people know about this because it's it's great to have this information, but how can I change my habits?
that's the big question yes you brought so much clarity i mean so much clarity to the day and i have um been i think unconsciously but consciously i don't know um practicing a lot of these habits and i've realized that i have literally been feeling lighter like I know throughout most of my life, I just always felt heavy and bogged down because I was eating late, not getting that good night's rest. And now it's like, I am, I'm like in bed at 10. I don't even have to put myself to bed. It's like my body shuts down. Mm-hmm. It knows to go to bed by 10 o'clock. Um, I'm up at 5 a.m. You know, I'm eliminating by six. So um, yeah, and I think it's because, and I, and I eat basically, one almost one meal a day basically and that's always at around the two three o'clock hour mm-hmm. um like in the mornings you're not and it's like I'm not telling myself I'm intermittent fasting but in the mornings I'll do a cup of tea I'll drink some water you know sometimes maybe around 12 I'll do a green juice and then I'll do like my one my meal in the um the mid-afternoon and it's making sense because I swear I've never felt so light in my life um as I do now and I think because I've been practicing these habits but now I'm going to really fine-tooth them now that you gave me so much clarity around this chart wonderful wonderful oh it's so great that you're just falling into it naturally and you know what unique is describing is like her body is asking for these habits because it's natural this is the natural rhythm. The other rhythm that we're so used to is unnatural. People could say to me when they come to the course, they go, this is so unnatural. <laughs> we're so used to staying up late. We're so used to having late. I used to eat, used to each evening classes and then have meal because I'd be starving at eight o'clock at night. And then I had the worst gas. Oh my God, it was horrible. Yes. I, I thought gas was just part of eating. Mm-hmm. Guess what? If you eat properly, you don't have gas. You feel great. Just like you said, I feel light. I get up with more energy. I have clarity in my mind. I have better memory. I remember like trying to teach and trying to figure out what the heck did I do on one side? I have to do on the other. Mm-hmm. And that happens so rarely now. It used to happen on a regular basis. I'm like, oh my God, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Ah! You know, mm-hmm. it just really helps your mind clarity, your concentration, your focus and your ability to really step into your dharma. Yeah. To the fullness of who you can be, your full potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, what my teacher likes to talk about, because she's an athlete, and I'm not. She's an athlete. She goes, peak performance. This is talk about peak performance. It's like, you know, if that relates to you, great. Go for it. But it's like your highest potential. Mm-hmm. For me, my, I'm more like more spiritually driven than I want to be. I'm not a competitive athlete. Never have. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love moving my body. I'm more into the dance than I am to the sporting event and the, you know, the, the burpees and all the high intensity practices that people do. I love a good walk in nature. I like to get on my bike. I like to be out in fresh air. But you know, I don't diminish that people really get off on these like super athletic pursuits. But I'm not interested in peak performance. I just want my body to be at its optimal potential. So I'm the same boat as you. <laughs> your best you can you can be exactly me. Mm-hmm. And we all have a gift. I mean, that's I love the way you know you're talking about your uniqueness. You know, is your name mm-hmm. and, uh, to find that spark of what it is that I'm supposed to be doing here. Am mm-hmm. I supposed to be just watching Netflix? Is that the, is that the point of my journey here? Just eating to get through the day as well. I don't even have any creativity around food. I just like fill the tank. Yeah. Sit down and collapse in front of a television. Is that really you coming to your most vibrant, you know, fullness of who you are? You know, I'm, I'm, I've been uh, starting to, to listen to this woman named Mama Gina. Have you heard of her? No, Mama Gina? Mama Gina, check it out. She's she talked about your sensuality mm-hmm. you know hey i'm 68 i'm full disclosure here and why not have more sensuality as we get older why not why not connect to like doing dance breaks in the middle of your day to to get your juices going yeah why not? right so why do we have to like oh we'll have to do this x 
exercise routine so that I can stay fit and I can fit into my jeans. Who cares? I just want to have a body that just like I can express my joy mm-hmm. and, you know, do what I want to be doing and hang out with the, the great nieces that I have. Two great nieces who are once a year and a half and once five. I don't want to keep up with them. as they get Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's my joy. Oh, this is so beautiful. Oh my goodness. This is such an amazing um, conversation, you know, on top of getting all of this information you're also giving us a reminder on, you know, our purpose, just being free spirited, being in tune um, with ourselves. And I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, I mean, you gave us so much information. Like, should we even like go into like, some of the characteristics behind each dosha or, you know, should we keep it at where it's at? I think it, you can really study this. I'm going to give you the books to study about it. Uh, opportunity to, you know, check out my website to come and, and you know, hang out with me. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of like reference books out there in the world for you to get the, all the details of what the, what is going to serve I think your listeners today is to, to know what do I need to do to participate in a, in a, like a collective. I always feel like if I want to change my habits, how can I get around a bunch of people who are doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Like a support community, you know, and there's tons yeah. of Ayurvedic communities out there in the world and Facebook, you're going to look up a million of them. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm inviting people into mine if, they, if you'd like to, to join me. And, you know, there's there's ways of joining for not huge uh, investment. And then there's, you know, bigger investments, the more you want to um, you want to go into a deeper study. Of course, there's bigger investments and there's I, there's other teachers I could I could send you to as well. But how how do you change your habits on your own? I, that's been a really huge question for me. How do I. How do I do that? I, I don't do it very successfully, believe me. You know, so that's why I join like communities of women or communities of, of health-minded people, men and women, who really want to improve or upgrade or upscale their 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 relationship with their health and vibration. I want to I want to be with people who are ahead of me, right? So don't yeah. you like play tennis with somebody who can play better than you, right? Yes practice yoga with people who are a little bit ahead of you and they like mm-hmm. I can't do that but I just love watching that person do that arm balance maybe someday if I keep you know being in their presence and I'll yeah. be able to do that too so that's I, upping your game is all about so I would like to share that information with your students and your people your your fans if that would be okay with you the community yeah upping your game I like that you know um and I just wanted to express also that um, I'm still learning about all of this. I'm at the very beginning stages of um, understanding the body types or the doshas and so on. But once we learn our dosha and understand what dosha category or categories we lie in, um, now we will have, now we can start to work on the tools to, you know, help us um, be better at you know, whatever we're trying to work towards because me and my husband can have two different doshas and we may need to work on two different parts of our lives. So this is why it's maybe important to, you know, understand your doshas. So you're not, you're not just trying to get Sally's game plan fixed, but you need to get your, you know, a game plan that's going to work for your lifestyle, if that's right, right? Exactly. And you know, like many of the general teachings of Ayurveda, apply to all the doshas so mm-hmm. there's there's absolutely tweaks you want to do in your own diet like if you're pitta and you're eating a lot of spicy foods and, and, and caffeine and you're having acid reflux it would be really nice to know that that's not a good idea you know what i mean it's just there's yeah. a practical thing but for in general we want to know what we do and all of us wanted to know how to balance ourselves in the fall versus the winter versus the summer Mm-hmm. All of us want to know what time of day, and we're all controlled by, yeah, controlled by, but under, this is how my teacher says, it's like, we think we're next to mother nature and we can make decisions on her level. Uh-uh, we're underneath her, right? And yeah. we, <laughs> she's in charge, we're not, 
right? So the mother nature like will tell you and you, you've picked it up on yourself on your own about getting up early and, and getting to bed early and having a lighter dinner. You picked it up, you know, through just, you know, your own experience and talking to people. But, you know, a lot of people have a lot of resistance to changing their habits. So if they need support, then you have a, a supportive community to join that really yeah. Getting there, so I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I'm just so happy that we're um, opening up this conversation because, like I said, I'm just learning about Ayurveda over the past couple of years. I had no idea. I have forty something plus years of being on this earth about this whole <laughs> Ayurveda world, and now that I'm learning about it, you know, like I said, it's definitely I see the difference by just even applying some of the small um, details that I do know. And um, I'm so I'm so happy to keep digging, digging more by even having this conversation. And now, you know, hopefully we've introduced this to people that, you know, may not have even thought about, you know, things like this, because, you know, in this culture, we think that we're supposed to go out to dinner at eight o'clock <laughs> and, you know, and then can't understand why we're exhausted in the morning. But now you you are helping us make it make sense on things that we may have been feeling um in our everyday lives mm -hmm. and the adjustments that we can start to make slowly to feel differently exactly well i'm hopefully the people who are hearing this podcast will be interested in ayurveda and yeah. there's so much written about it and mm -hmm. you know i'd like to recommend a couple books for you all the the kate stillman book body thrive my teachers book which my own course body evolves is, a, is based on body thrive kate stillman with this with uh, c c a t e stillman um yogahealer.com is her her website is a great uh way to introduce yourself to the doshas and to the times of day and to the different seasons of year it's all in there and the 10 habits that i teach um you can do it in a book club if you don't want to you know pay for a coach to come and help you through this there's yeah. a whole group of us, you know, uh, it's like, it's called the worldwide health coaches. We're certified health coaches that can help people through in, um, and uh, leading them through a year long program in this. So uh, I would suggest that book and also a book by her teacher. His name is Dr. Vasant, V-A-S-A-N-T. Second uh, name is Lod, L-A-D. Vasant Lod and what's it? Oh, the science of self-healing. Right? I like that title. Science, and that's really cool because it, it breaks down the doshas and what to eat and what not to eat and what foods to avoid, etc. Don't get obsessive about this. Oh, I can't eat a persimmons because I'm a blah, blah, blah. You know, don't worry about all that. <laughs> um, you know, in general, when you know, you know, you have a, a, a vata constitution and you're eating a lot of chips and dried foods, whoops. I wonder why I'm constipated. I'm already have a constitution that's constipated or dry. Yeah. I need to add more fats. Hey, how about some avocado in there? You know, like some nice fats in the in the salads or in the cooked vegetables or soups or stews. And so these are these are two books I would suggest right off the bat. Uh, all a bunch of books by Dr. Wad. He is he has textbooks if you really want to get into heavy duty uh, learning about. Uh, Ayurveda, and uh, he has a school in Albuquerque, uh, and you can take a lot of this stuff online, I think, or you can go there in the summers and do like little intensives. So that's well, now after COVID, I think everybody has an online course happening. <laughs> yeah, well, my online course, by the way, is uh, you can get through my website, and I'll give you an easier spelling because my my name of uh, my uh, full name is Jacqueline, spelled very differently. J-A-C-A-L-Y-N. I think it's on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, Prete is. is my last name, P-R-E-T-E. And if you go to JacquelinePrete.com, you'll find my health coaching page. Or you could just do Jackie Prete, and it'll take you to my webpage. J-A-C-K-I-E-P-R-E-T-E-N.com. And uh, would love for you guys to check out my website. I do retreats. I do online retreats. Probably oh, okay. one uh, that's like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's real easy to do. It's a very inexpensive, like, gosh, 300 bucks or something. And um, I just did a cleanse and I can do another cleanse if enough people are interested in it. 
Uh, I did the fall cleanse. This is a great time of year to do cleanse when you're leaving the summer coming into the fall season. And that's the cleanse costs 250 bucks, but if you join with a friend, you get it for half price. So two for two for one. So that's super affordable, right? Oh, and okay. um, check out my health coaching course. And if you want to check that out, we, you and I, anybody who comes to this call will get a free consultation with me. Um, and uh, I think you'll send in the, the notes my my uh, email address, Y-O-G-I-N-I. JP at gmail.com. Yogini, my initials JP at gmail.com. Set yeah. up an appointment. We'll sit together. Unique, I'd love to give you an appointment. <laughs> yes. Your health goals. And it, you know, it doesn't mean that this is an enrollment call. This is a call to, for you to focus on what are your goals this year? Yeah. And then, oh, I think I want to take your cleanse. Oh, I think uh, what would be good for me right now is it is just to do some reading and, you know, maybe come to your retreat, you know, we'll do mm -hmm. meditation and asana. And we, we do the Kitchery uh, cleanse on the retreat, which is part of the, the cleanse. So there's was the, was the Kitchery, you said Kitchery cleanse? K-I-T-C-H-A-R-I. It is a dish and that's what we're using in my current, we're in the middle of our, our, uh, our cleanse right now. It's like a, it's dal beans that they use in Indian cooking and basmati rice and a bunch of amazing spices that you toast, put in water and you cook. I like putting it in my instant pot because I use the, the pressure cooker and it really yeah. makes it, the mouth feel yummy, yummy, yummy. And then you throw in, like today I threw in some mushrooms and uh, some chard and I sauteed it first and threw it together. And I'm going to eat this for the whole week. That's what the, the, the Kitchery cleanse is. If you go to a Pancha Karma clinic, Pancha Karma is a practice they do in clinics that specialize in cleansing Ayurveda clinics. Like if you go in India or to Dr. Lott's Pancha Karma clinic, they do this daily massage and they give you Kitchery every day. And then they give you other things like they encourage enemas and da, 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 da. you don't have to do that. Just eat kitchery every day. Lots of like herbal teas and lots of water and warm water. And uh, on our kitchery cleanse, sometimes we do kitchery once or twice a day. And then in the other meal, we might have some miso soup or mm. vegetable soup with it and a green smoothie in the morning. And that's that's your that's your meal. Very light dinner, the mm -hmm. big meal in the afternoon. Or you can do kitchery both lunch and dinner. That's that's the kitchery cleanse. I do it on our retreats just to give people a taste of it. And mm -hmm. then we just, we're doing a seven day uh, cleanse right now. And if anybody wants to sign up for it, you can uh, jump in. It's right on my website on the under the shop, right? You just hit the shop, sign up for the kitchery cleanse and uh, bring a friend for free. So the two of you can come in. If I get another group, I'll start another uh, round. It's like you get one email a day with all the details of what to do, and they're all Ayurvedic little habits. You're oh. going to get up early. You're going to scrape your tongue. You're going to have some hot water. You're going to move your body. You're mm. going to have some, a green smoothie for breakfast or a oatmeal if you don't like green smoothies. And you have your kitchen. So it's, it's all very regimented. And then I do office hours throughout the week. So well, oh, I'm learning so much. Yeah, it's really, it's a fun, fun little program. So if you're interested in joining, don't have to join the current thing. I'll, I'll put another one together if a bunch of people want to do it. So, oh, this is amazing. Oh my goodness. I'm learning so, so much. Uh, you, you've That's been such a wealth of um, knowledge and I, and thank you for the book suggestions. Do you happen to have a book that Jacqueline just absolutely loves? It doesn't have to be, be about Ayurveda that you would like to suggest to people or. Um, My, yeah. There's two I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. One, I, I'm a big audio book fan. I, I just. So am I. <laughs> God, I have actually so many of them listening to mm -hmm. the great work of your life by Stephen Cope. Oh my God. It's, it's based on the Bhagavad Gita and just get that one. Oh, but. Okay. I, I, uh, someone recommended uh, Toni Morrison's um, Song of Solomon. Oh my God. He's mm. reading it. It is one of the most uh, spellbinding pieces of literature. 
but uh, if so, in the in the arena of uh, self help and and uh, this this great work of your life as these different anecdotes of people who have worked with Stephen Cope as in therapy and have really had these huge breakthroughs. I think you'll love it. And he talks about he also talks about like Henry David Thoreau and uh, you know these different authors who uh, Frost and uh, Whitman, Walt Whitman, their, their lives and how they, in, they had these big, huge breakthroughs by stepping into their dharma. Um, yeah. If you're like Stephen Cope, let's, let's put that one. Up. I mean, best, and my favorite book of all times is To Kill a Mockingbird. I think that's the book that Oh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I, I will, I, I, can re, I can read that or see that film. 5,000 times of see it on Broadway. This is a life-changing piece of literature. Everybody should get it. Oh my goodness. Oh, you have just been such a wealth of knowledge and I'm just so grateful for your presence today yeah. and sharing all of the information that you share with us. And I'm, and I know it's just like, a, just a, this has just been like a, you know, just a drop in the bucket of what I'm sure you have to offer. Um, you just kind of like got out taste buds wet. <laughs> I love to talk to people. Like I said, my, one of my favorite things to do is you just sit down for half an hour and talk about your health goals and how may I direct you, you know, Hey, here's a program I'm doing, or here's my friends doing, or, Oh, you need to do this. Let's, let's do this together. Let's do mama Gina together. You guys, you know, like, yeah. like it doesn't have to be my programmer feeding, you know, my bank account. I, that's, that's fine. It's great. I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody who does that, but it's, uh -huh. uh, it's really about turning people on to uh, their, their highest potential, their dharma and, and helping them. Yeah. That. However I can, I'm, you know, still looking for myself. Anyway. Yeah. You're supporting people in their evolution, which is beautiful. Like you said earlier, <laughs> well, the universe supports you in your evolution and you're also supporting um, in the evolution beautiful beautiful um what la so the last question i have for you today is like what does becoming unique mean to you oh well you know i think i've been talking about this all along and it's you know <laughs> point of uh stephen cope's book you know and it's it's like stepping into when you step into your dharma that's your unique dharma yes and dharma means path your path you know like when you find it like when i finally found yoga and then i found ayurveda it was like they're just extensions of each other mm -hmm. and i get the i have the privilege of show sharing these things that are so ancient i didn't make them up i'm just you know passing passing them along to the next generation and, yeah. and training teachers who could do it. that's when you find your way yeah don't worry, keep looking, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. That's what becoming unique is. It's empowering us to love what you do and who you are in the world. If you love what you do, every day is a freaking adventure. It's like, oh, I can't wait. You know, yeah, you have yeah. the downs and the, the successes and the failures, but that's all part of learning about how to serve. How can mm. I serve? It's the first thing I say every morning. Oh my God, I'm so full of my, my own stuff. How may I serve? It just takes me right out of the ego. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that. How do I serve? Oh, yes. I, I, I feel like I need to start saying that in the mornings, you know, right after my gratitude. How do I serve? That's so beautiful. Yeah. And that was a wonderful um, explanation. Also by saying, you know, empowering what you love like just like being you know getting to that place in your dharma where you're just empowered by what you love so beautiful so beautiful you oh this like unique you share your love your passion with your peeps i mean you you're a living example of that so i just want to let you know reflect it right back to you babe oh thank you thank you oh my goodness you are so wonderful and I can't wait to see you in another yoga class. <laughs> um, I'm so grateful that I 
took your yoga class and we got to connect. Me too, sweetie. Okay. Thank you for being here. Everybody on this call, call me. I have time for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Jacqueline, for coming on to the Becoming Unique podcast and schooling us on the Ayurvedic doshas. I'm so grateful for the information that you gave us today from learning about the the clock of the day and how the times of day that we should eat and the times of day that we should be sleeping and just it was just so much information and just starting to understand that and then also starting to understand you know that there are different body types out there so there's no magic blue pills so sometimes when we see someone selling that magic blue pill saying this is the cure to whatever you're you're um, suffering from or whatever you're seeking there's no magic blue pill the magic blue pill is seeking to understand understand ourselves and then once we start to understand ourselves or and understand our doshas then we can start to understand how we need to address them so thank you guys for showing up for the becoming unique podcast um and yeah i love jacqueline's information in the show notes so make sure you reach out to her if you have any questions if you want to talk to her about a consultation and so on so thank you guys bye